One of the most controversial figures in the crypto world is none other than Richard Hart. A former guest on this podcast, we found him to be quite likable and knowledgeable. And yet the question remains, is the Hex token he created a scam? His community of followers who call themselves Hexikins would certainly say no. Others are more skeptical. Filmmaker Tom Gillespie has gone down the hex rabbit hole to learn more about Richard and his community in a new four-part documentary series called Hexicans and the Time Value of Money. We've got Tom with us today to discuss his previous film, this new documentary, and other stuff, and maybe some things, because that's what we do here. If you love hex and you're south of the border, that makes you a Mexican Hexican. Welcome, amigos, to episode number 661 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Ay, 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 ay. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Travis, how are you, amigo? I am not getting cancer like this, man. I might be moving to Mexico someday. I don't want to talk like this. I slope over Rodriguez. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's because it's called it's called humor. Oh. It's called a joke. And obviously they call them hexagons because it's based on the word Mexican. Otherwise, it wouldn't be funny at all, right? That's true. Be Nothing it make no it. sense. I would just think that that was just ridiculous. What were you doing that for? I know. Welcome to the show. It's a Bad Crypto Podcast, episode number 661. We hope that you had a wonderful Christmas and or Hanukkah or Festivus or whatever it is that you celebrate mm-hmm. this time of the year when you are hopefully surrounded with family, friends, and loved ones. And Yeah. Uh, Did you guys like the 12 days of Cryptomus that was- on the last episode? That was fun, and and in the AI song that um, that was written there, which we uh, we, we serenaded our people, and you've got I did another. another I did another one. I did another uh, one. So I typed in. I, here's what I typed in: uh, Write a new crypto Christmas song, the Twelve Days of Cryptomas, in the style of Twelve Days of Christmas about Bitcoin and Santa and the Bad Crypto Podcast. And so I'm just going to start at the top, like in the 12 days. Well, how, how about we do this? Like, the, let's do a cliffhanger here. Let's get to okay, our interview. Okay, we talk it at the end. There you go. Yeah, let's get to our interview uh, with uh, with Tom Gillespie. We think you guys are going to find this fascinating. We'll get to the meat of the content. And then those of you who are the true fans, the true believers, the bad crypticans, if you will, uh, will share with you the new AI-generated 12 days of bad cryptomists. All right. It's not you said content. Content? Content. Content. (laughs) One of the most controversial figures in the history of crypto is one of the most requested guests on this particular podcast. Hexakins, those that are true believers in the Hex cryptocurrency, demanded, yay, requested that we have Richard Hart on the show to ask some honest questions. And we had a great conversation with him back on episode number 582. Still not convinced about Hex. Learned a lot about Richard, but not convinced about this cryptocurrency. Well, there's another gentleman out there who is not convinced. His name is Tom Gillespie. 
Tom is a debunker of sorts, has a, uh, a colored history as a commentator on many news networks. He's a disgruntled investor in a crypto called Scoot, has produced the scamdemic film The Fake Fluencer, and is currently investigating Hex. Uh, and if you go to hexdocumentary.com, you can learn more about this. Tom, welcome to Bad Crypto. Much appreciated, fellas. Thanks for the intro. Yeah. So give us just a real summarized version of your background before we get into this investigation. Yeah. So I started off, um, you know, messing around with penny, penny stocks back in the day, much like um, Jordan Belfort. My story is quite similar to Jordan Belfort's actually. So uh, I spent a lot of time experimenting. Wait, you, wait are you a criminal? And- are you a criminal? Is that... I haven't I haven't spent any time in the jail, no. Okay. Um, Are you a wolf? But a, a wolf. A wolf of no. I well depend it depends. Have you seen the fake fluencer? I there's a pretty good backstory uh, detailing my my adventures back then. Um, and you can watch it for free on Red uh, Red TV, I think it's called. Okay. Please and, go yeah, on. I think I should be paid for my work. Um and then so yeah. I think it was about 2017, 18, I got um, hooked into scooter, something called Scooter Coin from my uh, younger brother, uh, Tim. And his son is, a, you know, the, these kids love to play on their scooters, you know, at the skate park. And there was this uh, Scooter Coin that he wanted to, to get in heavy on. And that's what influenced um, the, the, the production, the fakeful. And so because I ended up going down that rabbit hole and discovering a whole world of crypto just madness really and and i I mean you guys have obviously been in crypto longer than myself but didn't work out too well for me and it you know it provided for some very very interesting uh content i guess and that's what sort of pushed me into making the fakeful and so my first personal uh, you know adventure into into film production documentary production if you like so i lost a, a fair whack on on the, that investment hence uh, putting it in my t- uh, title there on the twitter account so it get- um it really taught me a lot very very quickly about the space nice i gotta say when somebody says hey you gotta check out this scoot coin like to me that just sounds like shit bro it's the Scoot coin. I'm gonna. I'm all in. I'm all in on Scoot. Give me a. Give me two I, scoops I can, of that. I can understand that. I can, <laughs> I can understand the argument, but you got to realize that most of the kids, most of the people getting into crypto, are kids, right? right. Like there, there are adult men and some some handful of women out there, I suppose. But the majority are they're they're, they're teenagers, young young children, even. And that's what sort of, you know, I was, I was helping my, my, bro, my, my little brother Tim out with his son's ambitions to become a scooter coin entrepreneur alongside the uh, founding member Bitman360, who by, you know, happenstance has quite a lot of in common with Richard Hart, funny enough. And so I think you can, you can be, I can be forgiven for, for wanting to help my, you know, my brother out and that I forgive his you. son. I'll forgive him too, but I won't forgive this unless you explain to me because you said we can watch the fake fluencer for free. It goes to bitjoinstore.com and it says it's $15 for the fake fluencer movie. Is this, is this fake free? Oh or? my God, that was fake news. Yeah. What, what's the story there? 
No, uh, basically, um, the fake fluence has been out for just over a year now, and it's been streaming online for free. I'm, recently, you know, I worked with the, the guys at BitJoin Studios there, and it crossed 10,000 views, and then they decided, okay, we, we need to start making some money out of this bloody thing, right? So they put it behind a paywall. Well, I put my copy on something called Rad. I think it's it. Yeah, they just re rebranded to Rad Live. So if you go to Rad Live and scroll down, you'll be able to watch it there for free. All so right, we'll make sure we obviously get a link they need to that. they need to recoup their costs as a production company by selling selling these productions. Well, I, this I is a, want eyeballs on the thing. Red dot live is, uh, is not the right address or you just rug pulled rare. us. Rare Did you just it? rug pull us on that? Oh, <laughs> this is my, yeah, you, you've, um, you've misunderstood my accent there, mate. Rare. Rad. 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 rad R-E-D. Like, like totally rad. Oh. Rad. Oh, there you go. Totally there, rad. There it is right <laughs> there, gang. We did not get uh, vi video rug pulled um, right here. Um, <laughs> no, there. Rad it happens a lot. Yeah. So nice I think if you go to right On there. Demand, if you go to On Demand, I think you can scroll down and you'll find it there and you can watch it for free there. Excellent. And we'll put a link to this in the show notes so that everybody can go check this out. All kinds of interesting stuff. I'm not aware yeah. of rad.live. And now seeing this, I'm like, yeah, oh, you are. You are now. There might there it is right there. there There's is. the fake yeah. fluence. So I'm going to put a note directly into uh, into our show notes for that. That's nice. I want to ask about this because you, you did a show about... You did a, a movie, the fake fake fluencer, and then you've also because I'm curious about this. This is a little bit of a, a, a derail here, but you've written, you know, for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Los Angeles Times, London Times, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all the Times, Business Matt, Rolling Stone. What about fake journalists? Is that going to be another show that you're going to do? Because it seems to me that many of them are just marching to the marching orders and doing what they're told, and they're all writing the same garbage. Well, listen, mate, I, I, I can't help but agree with you there, right? They're all getting it from the same shitty sources, and often AI is putting this stuff together and distributing it. So, But what, what you mm. – I mean, you guys would have been familiar with uh, some 10, 15 years ago when the, this, this uh, citizen journalist concept came about alongside social, social mm. media. It was about mm. 10 or 15 years ago. And I think that was a kind of spiral down towards, you know, the bottom because mainstream media had to meet the citizen journalists somewhere on the internet and they created some weird equilibrium over time where they were both fucking talking absolute bloody nonsense. So, mm. you know, I think, I think they had to meet, mainstream media had to come down to the citizen journalist level and the citizen journalist tried to sort of elevate itself to the mainstream level. Right. And, you know, you've ended up with fucking neither, actually. Right. Now we Just got substack. Absolute, right? It's like maybe some of the good ones, absolute are, some of them are rising up, it seems, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and actually this perfectly segues into something that I like to call the rise of the citizen banker, which brings us right full circle mm. back to crypto, right? Because an extension of crypto or the suite of tools that it provides essentially makes it, possible that you might end up loaning money from your own kids in the future or staking or they're staking some 
crypto in order to yield get a yield that you know is distributed in some wacky way so th this whole idea of programmable money and the idea that we're all alongside becoming citizen journalists we're also citizen bankers and in the future i assume we'll become po citizen politicians thanks to the rise of DAOs. So this is uh, this is some of the concerns that I have, and uh, you know I try to explore that in in my productions. Some of those questions, and I think I don't know. You guys haven't watched the Fake Fluency yet, I assume. I have not watched it yet, but now I've got it bookmarked here, and I will watch it. Yeah, so I think if you watch that and you enjoy it, you're definitely going to enjoy the uh, the Hex the Hexicons miniseries. It turned out to be a miniseries in the end. So let, let's talk about that. You know, here's here's the deal. We've had Richard on the show, uh, one of the most popular episodes in terms of listenerships and downloads that we've had because he's really, he's a cult of personality and has created quite a, a following. Some would say cult following. Some would say true believers. You know, I, I'm not really passing uh judgment on it he um he we did not treat him like a lot of interviewers do and he relaxed with us started taking off his rings and you know laughing and and being less defensive um I, i'm not sure that we got real answers uh, there's a lot of i'm the best person in crypto i've donated all this money yada 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 that's all well and good if true we just want to know is hex a scam or isn't it so did you come into this going i know it's a scam or are you like i'm just going to uncover this is this true investigative journalism tell us your story of how you heard about richard and hex and decided to produce this documentary yes yeah, so it was while i was working on the fake fluencer actually um I interviewed with him and there's two hours worth of interview footage up on the YouTube, uh, on the Fake Fluencer YouTube channel with me and Richard talking about what I referred to as the crypto scamdemic. And that's how we first touched base because I wanted to, I wanted to get his take, you know, from my re early research on that, that project, his name kept <laughs> coming up due to his, uh, yeah, his reputation in the space as a, as a crypto scammer i guess so i went straight to the you know straight to the guy and i said let's talk it out and we had a really great chat and again i've listened to i also listened to your interview with him and you know i thought it was yeah it was pretty okay and i you know i, I went in there basically like an open book mate i just i wasn't coming in there pointing fingers i didn't know the guy i can't i actually came out of the interview like genuinely liking the fella i thought yeah he's a he's a no bs type of guy and i, I appreciate that you know um by the way you're was, not you're not the first person to say our podcast is pretty okay I and mean, that's you know <laughs> so thank you for that we we appreciate that i well i wasn't talking uh, generally about the entire podcast just uh, that interview that interview that one time we're pretty okay. you guys were okay that one time when you interviewed that one guy the rest, the rest of it's complete shite <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I checked your numbers out on YouTube this afternoon, and and that it does look like the Richard Hart one was the the top hit hitter. You had some twenty thousand views on that on the YouTube. Yeah. Really. We've gotten banned so, by YouTube long but ago. I mean, he, they they throttle us down. Like it's one of those things. Like we were one of the first ones in the wave to get on crypto media five plus years ago, 
And then they, we were one of the ones that they, that YouTube banned, just basically said, you're out. And we were gone out of YouTube for about two years as some of the other fake fluencers sort of rised up. We were talking, we've never shielded any coins. We've never done anything, but we did have a Coinbase affiliate link in our descriptions. And then that just got a blanket ban back in late 2017. So we've never really given YouTube a whole lot of push since then. Yeah, most people just listen to our show. They don't want to look at our faces. Yeah, I, I, on, you know. I understood it would be an audio setup, but then I looked at the email just before and it was like, oh, we record videos. Yeah, that's why I thought, why not? Oh, I'll, I'll set, set a little scene here and stuff. Yeah. You know, I got I got Frank Zappa up there. On, I saw on that, the, the, the classic um, pigtail Zappa picture. I, I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, is I that that's Zappa. Zappa? Yeah. Uh, he now, you know, talk but about somebody, if he was alive today, he would be railing against woke culture like a madman. Uh, he he would have hated what they've done with uh, with the left. Yeah, no, but I've, uh, without getting, yeah, I know I've, you know, I noticed you guys like to get quite political in your podcast. Well, I prefer to steer clear of it. I think it's quite noisy and almost draws attention away from some of the more interesting things in life we, we are noisy that is, just that is also look. true yeah. we do say the inside Pol thoughts is, out so we, we yeah. we're supposed to hold some of men we just don't do that <laughs> right i get yeah but anyway let me come back for a second there to um richard after the inter after the interview uh he he said that i wasn't allowed to use the footage in in my documentary for whatever reason he um he did he declined so I wasn't able to use that interview, but I um, published it anyway. And he he appreciated the fact that I didn't cut it in any way. That's like that's a pure, that's the raw footage, the raw interview. I, I didn't cut anything. Um, and from there, I again I was working with the fellas at BitJoin Studios, and they put a vote out. They wanted to to do another production, another investigation. And there was a vote between something called BitNation and hex do you remember do you guys remember bit nation i don't I think they were actually it. based in puerto rico mm, i don't that was they're, they're they're from way back in 2015 or something ah uh, that's why that was before we really got uh, going down the rabbit hole deeply yeah but so those fillers wanted to look into that or hex and then anyway the vote went out on public and the hexagons came in and obviously smashed it um smashed the vote for uh, they really wanted they really wanted to 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 have us make the the investigation into hex so that, that's what set me on the path and that was july 2020 so yeah year and a half ago and um you know i basically launched into it the hexagons were extremely welcoming in this in the beginning i you know i put a few videos out on twitter and what have you and got full into the conversation. I'd been speaking with Richard on t uh, Telegram as well, so he was aware of what I what had happened and what what I was up to. But um, he declined again to be part of it. I don't know why. He didn't say why. But um, actually, later later on that year, and you guys are probably aware if you've done your homework that there was um, another competing production uh, that was primarily appeared to be funded by the hexagons themselves and that documentary is uh, coming out next year early next year or something but it, it looks more like a puff piece to be honest 
now as opposed he, to an investigation. Okay, as I know that there was there was a fraud case that got uh, dropped back in June of 2022. So the, you know they, they were saying that as a hex Ponzi scheme. Hex still hasn't really been released, right? Has it? I know that they were gonna they were basically taking. Uh, What's the new one that they're going to do? Aren't they doing a it's new one? It's Pulse Chain, but that's Pulse different. Chain, that's, that's different. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. confusing the two. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, Hex is out there. Hex has been out in the wild. That's right. And you've got to be careful here as well. because What I've realized is that these guys, this collective uh, you know, of supposedly dis- decentralized Deegans that, that make up the Hexagon community are actually really very fucking well organized. And, for example, if you search anything online, uh, scam-related, hex scam-related, you will immediately be presented with hexagon content. So what I've noticed is that they've they've figured out a way to actually hijack the scam narrative to their advantage so that they can always bring the conversation around to, to benefiting hex itself, which is very, very clever. Um, so I'm primarily talking about the yeah YouTube content or vi- video oh, content. Well, there's okay. a lot of people who have a lot invested in making sure that this thing is successful. I mean, when at one time it the the, the price of Hex skyrocketed to like what was it like uh, I think he said something in the hundreds of thousands of percent increase or something at one time. Whenever we were chatting with Richard, I think he said almost a million percent increase or something at one time. I, I don't remember the oh, exact yeah. specifics of it, but like obviously it's not anywhere near that now, but in crypto summer, Hex was doing pretty good. So it was almost like if you got in at the right time, right, and then got out at the right time, you did extremely well. So you can see why a lot of these hexagons are so happy about what it is, and they don't want you talking bad about Richard Hart because in some ways he's impacted their life probably more so than anybody's ever positively impacted their life, right? Exactly, and um, there is some figures out there that suggest that he's minted some two, uh, three or four thousand new millionaires through the hex, wow. um, okay. which was orig- which was originally free to claim uh, through through bit- your Bitcoin address, right? So mm-hmm. you would put in your Bitcoin address, and then you would be able to claim your hex for free. And then basically, there was a the the amplifier, there was the big payday, there was a bunch of sh- bunch of shit that happened in the first year that were all pumpamental sort of tokenomically designed to, to artificially inflate the, the value. And I mean, don't even, we shouldn't even come to the, the, the question of the IOA and the, and the roles of the God whales, because um, again, I don't, I, I cover this in the, in the, in the documentary. So I don't want to give too many spoilers, spoilers away here in this, this here podcast, but um yeah, there's a there's a lot of different instruments at work in unison here with Hex, especially in that first year. So we'll see if he does it again with Pulse Chain. It's highly likely that he will just do it, do a rinse and repeat. So, but again, this is definitely not investment advice. Well, well, let kind of summarize because obviously you're this is you know it's being called a scam i'm assuming that that's the approach that you're taking with this at least that's your conclusion can you tell us why you believe that okay so let me just put you straight there i've never called it a scam okay and uh 
part of my investigation was to figure out why so many people call it a scam and you'll see that if you watch the series my and and if you look at the 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 title of the series it's hexagons and the time value of money right there's nothing there's nothing about the founder or the dubious nature of the behavior of the oa or various participants or even the contract itself although those things are explored in the series right so just to be crystal clear i went into this primarily from the perspective of the hexagons i wanted to understand what the hexagons believed about both the founder and you know the future of hex so this allowed me to basically explore a more broader question about crypto culture and how, and the role of community and the value of a token, right? Or the perceived value of a token and how that's manufact- manufactured to a certain extent through the so, community. So, Tom, how is the community, the Hexicans, how are they reacting or responding to what you've put out so far? So, it's, I'd say initially they were very, very welcoming because I put a, pretty open arms video out at the beginning so yeah they were they were very welcoming and then as time went went on there was waves of sort of certain individual hexagons giving me shit but honestly over the last year and a half or that I've been embedded with those guys I'd say that at least 80% have been, you know, extremely, you know, kind, helpful, friendly human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, people often say that, that, that it's mostly bots. It's not. These, these are genuinely real people. However, it's probably the numbers are slightly inflated. Um, for example, if you take a look at the so-called hodlers, right? When I started the investigation, it was a quarter of a million wallets hodling hex, you know, clearly from the airdrop and the amplifier phases and what have you, they just, you know, most of them are just dormant, but most recently they've added, when I checked it, they've added another hundred thousand to that. Again, I don't know what kind of bot, like maybe they're using some bots to, to automate all that sort of distribution stuff to inflate the numbers, but over time, I've noticed that there's probably, you know, it's not tens of thousands of engaged hexagons, probably more in the single digits. So maybe three to 5,000 hexagons that are actually on the daily. And then if you dig a little bit deeper, maybe in, you know, the hundreds, two, three, four, five hundred that are actually really, really fucking engaged. And then, you know, Obviously, you've got the God whales and the various sort of individuals that feel like they are hex influencers and have some sort of responsibility of the contract and uh, and Richard maybe to some extent as well. I don't know. It's 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 a complex thing, but what it what it's definitely apply, uh, provided to me is a a sort of a sort of um, example of how crypto projects harness 
communities and individuals within those communities to their advantage to its advantage right a little bit like a i guess a little bit like you know when they say the house always wins it's uh in the future it'll be the contract always wins or the origin address always wins it's just, i mean again the, the origin address could be an individual could be a dow could be you know 12 members of a board of a corporation we don't we don't fucking know and that's the mm. beauty of this this uh technology i guess for, for many hey tom gillespie just real quick we don't fucking cuss on this show so if you can stop that bullshit that we appreciate that <laughs> Mate, I'm sorry. I should have fucking dropped the cunt word a long long time ago. (laughs) Well, you're Australian. That does count when you're Australian. Yeah. Uh, I want. I want to talk. You know, I do. I do want to sort of touch on that because I do think that a lot of these coins, you know, you you get so emotionally tied into their success, right? And so, in some ways, it seems like it could be a little cult like, right? Because it's so hard to detract and, and, and and distance your emotion. From you're like, I believe this coin's gonna be so good. I am in all in. I'm gonna hodl until I can no longer hodl. And then we see the crypto winter comes in and now everything's down, you know, depending on the coin, 70 to 99.99%, right? Depending on which ones you invested on. So I see, I see you've just pulled up the NFTs from the first documentary. Yeah. I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a quick super fact on those. Um, they were mintable for free via the QR right. code that's embedded in in the film. Like yeah. when you watch the film, you'll see a QR code, and they were mintable through there. Fifty nine thousand of those NFTs were minted in the first two months on the Wax blockchain, too. I saw. Yeah, I mean, at the at the time, that was what was recommended by one of our yeah. one of our people at Bitjoin Studios there. But um, let me just pull you back, pull you, pull you up there for a second about the cult aspect, because what I've noticed as well is that there isn't, it's not a universal cult around a single coin, but instead it is a variation of um, different sort of micro cults uh, within the broader community. So it's not, it's very simple to think of it like the hex community or hexagons are one single unified cult. They're definitely not. It's more like I, I've identified at least six uh, within just within that token. So, and 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 the reasoning why six I believe that sub cults within the one coin. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. And, that's interesting to think about. Exactly, and and I'll tell you why I think that's the case and it, and it's not just hex it's probably others as well but um it there is a online there is a there is a attention economy that exists where people need to create some sort of drama or uh, attract some sort of attention to their project right so what they do is they fragment the drama amongst different subcults and then they rub friction amongst one another. And this can go down to the individual as well. You might have like four or five or six different individual players that will almost live action role play this type of behavior in order to create drama, in order to dr- create attention online, which is uh, in short supply, apparently. So this is, my, this is kind of a theory that I've developed over, over time as well, is that 
they, there's an appearance of a unified cult, but there is actually some sort of strange sort of psychological sub-drama happening between these different entities. And they, and they can be, you know, each of these cults does have a benevolent leader to some extent that is organising them and pushing them to create certain content and talk on certain talking points in order to create friction to create drama to attract attention so it's all that that's a theory that i'm developing and i, I you know i can't help but think if the hexagons are doing it probably every other crypto is doing it as well right yeah i would i would have to agree there's definitely a cult around a lot of the the major coins you know i'm whenever i see people get extremely tribal about anything my uh my spidey senses tingle you know coke versus pepsi right we have different taste buds some people like coke some people like pepsi uh mcdonald's versus burger king you know dissing each other uh, um mac versus pc you know there's benefits to yeah. both i've used both you of love them it you the- love red it versus blue it's like it's the in same the thing in the u.s you love that shit yeah and it's just you know it's very tribal and i find crypto to be you know the same way like people are rooting for their favorite teams and i I want the whole industry to succeed but there's certain tokens that definitely you know raise some red flags for me i noticed here on the the website of your uh your friends um that you were talking about um you're having people vote now for which coin to investigate next to see if it's a scam a solana xrp or usdt so uh, who's winning that one do you know oh mate i haven't checked for a while um last time i remember looking it was um tether Hmm. but that was a good few months ago now but um what's interesting about that site as well cryptoscamdemic.com is that that i've started to develop that into a um, I guess you could call it a DAO because I basically I've a lot of people reach out to me to try to have them investigate certain projects or, or even some people, you know, reach out community members to come and inter- inter- investigate their coin because they believe that their coin is so awesome that they want sort of some sort of stamp of approval from from Tom Gillespie for some reason, which is kind of bizarre, but um, that that prompted me to create a or start to create a DAO structure around this this scamdemic investigation uh, project, which is uh, under construction right now. I'm haven't gone public with it just yet, but are you um, going to release a scam token to you know support the DAO? No, that would be that would be beautiful. <laughs> Hey, get our scoop coin, you guys. I mean, scam. I mean, I mean, it's really good though. The, the, it's. I mean, it's very possible that that might happen in the near future. But for now, I've just minted some roles and responsibilities so people know what the fuck they should be doing. Because I've been doing way too much of this stuff on my own. For, you know, I can't continue to do this. And if if I have this many requests from people, then surely there's some demand, which means it's just figuring out the. The business model i guess and how that might work out but well I, you know i'll i'll go public with that in a in the new year and we'll see how it goes you try and attract a bunch of people it's called the bit joinery i'm working on it with the guys at bit join so i think if you go to the bit you can 
get early access. But uh, that that one's in stealth at the moment, I guess. Oh, let I me ask. Okay, let me ask about XRPs. I know that's one of the ones that's on your list. Have you done any research on them yet? Because, you know, we're still waiting for the SEC to finish their ruling on this whole thing and let us know. Because it seems to me that if the SEC is like, okay, this is legit, then the price would go ba-boom, but not financial advice. I'm just looking at it going, wow, is what's going on? So what, what is yeah, your thoughts so, on that yet? I mean, XRP's been around for a good long while, right? Um and mm -hmm. as far as I, I did some early preliminary research a few years back, again, when I was working on the fake influencer. And from what I understand it, they can, they can just basically create as much as they want. It, it felt, it, it appeared to be very, very centralized, basically just a corporation issuing centralized tokens in a potentially, uh, potentially value, valuable international payment system of, you know, very simple value proposition but the issue obviously was that they could again inflate the supply at, at will and i suppose the fact that it's centralized to such an extent that this uh, i think it's brad garlinghouse 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah this this fella um he seems to be again he's risen to some some sort of well, I mean, it's just, it's capitalism as usual, isn't it? There's nothing, it didn't seem like there was anything crypto about it, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah, we had Brad on the show probably five years ago, um, very early in bad crypto. It's about time to have him back. I don't know how much he is doing interviews now with the SEC case being all tied up. Mm -hmm. He probably can't speak to that, but I am curious to see where where they're at with that uh well tom we appreciate you you coming on is the four-part series is that is that the entire series on uh on hexagons that people can watch or is there still more to come that's <laughs> uh mate i could uh, yeah i could continue on and on and on but that's that's what it is it's wrapped now i'm actually okay. pushing it out well, it's supposed to go out at the end of this week, but it's probably looking more like the end of next week now due to certain issues outside of my control. But, um, yeah, there's a, it's a four-part series, and it, and it encompasses exactly what I have discovered about not just hexagons, um, but actually the, the entire crypto industry. And I think those people, you know, part of my part of my mo is to reach those people outside of crypto with the with some of these messages and ideas and concepts of the uh crypto culture that they might not otherwise be able to access due to the fact that most people are only interested in uh, number go up right mm -hmm. get rich get quick uh, get quick get rich kind of thing so when lambo when moon Get rich slow. Yeah. You know, you know the price of hex when it first came out was point zero 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 two two roughly, and now it's point zero two four. Ooh, it has gone up. It did go all the way up to almost fifty cents, but it is slowly tanking. Hex might want to change their name to Wrecked. <laughs> Fellas, you are going to shit yourself when you watch the series, I promise. I'm going to watch it on the toilet and, then. Um, that way I'll, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to watch it in Depends. Well, <laughs> yeah, but go, go, and watch, 
do watch the fake fluencer beforehand because yeah. it pr- provides some sort of pre-context to to this yeah you would, would love to see distribution of uh, of your films on um you know some streaming apps so people can go mm-hmm. on prime or you know uh, uh, uh sling tv or one of these others and be able to sit on their television yeah. you know, on their sofa and watch Mate, I've tried to use something called Film Hub and it's just, it's fucking horrible interface. Like, I just keep hitting brick walls with it. Well, shit. I believe we can, we can probably help you with that. Let's talk offline about that. Uh, Tom Gillespie, thanks for coming on today and sharing with us. And you guys go check out the show notes for this episode, badcode.in forward slash. 661 i believe and um you'll see all the links there so that you can watch as well that's true and we're not influencers we are outfluencers we're out i've got an innie okay that's a little too much information appreciate it fellas yeah really appreciate the opportunity so we never really did find out what tom thought but i think that you know he wants people to go watch the documentary obviously and so I'm going to pony up my $20 or whatever it is mm-hmm. to support independent filmmakers and watch this uh, series. There you go. There you nice. go. It was, it was nice chat with him. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. He's doing cool stuff. You know, it's he's like a guy, mate. he's spending a lot of time creating in-depth, deep content that based on current models aren't getting nearly as many views as it should. I mean, right. he was talking about stuff. It's like, Oh, we sold maybe 50 copies of this. I was like, dude, you're doing awesome shit. It seems to me like you should have way more people paying access for that. He spends so much time creating in-depth content. Um, hopefully, he starts creating a little smaller chunks of content to, to help blow up his big content. So, yeah. good luck to him. And if you guys were uh, paid attention to the special episode and have your membership to the Bad Crypto Nifty Club from badcrypto.uncut.fm, then by the time this episode releases, you'll probably have received your special Christmas NFT airdrop. And there's more of those coming. So if you don't have your membership card yet, cry a little bit because you missed out on like six airdrops so far. Uh, Go to badcrypto.uncut.fm. Dot fm and more nfts coming your way so trav tell us about the uh the ai um yeah the new created. one yeah yeah i'll start i'll start it off at the top because it's 12 days of christmas Do you so want to share share the screen so i can see what you wrote uh well AI. it's really it's, it's kind of convoluted because it basically did a verse and then it did two coins at a time and then it did a chorus so it was just kind of weird so i'm just going to go 12 days at christmas and i'm just going to go down okay do it um on the 12th day of crypto miss uh santa brought to me 12 stellar lumens 11 iota tokens 10 nim coins nine bitcoin cash <laughs> uh what's eight i don't think they, oh eight neo coins and this is weird seven cardano coins they're not mixing it up uh six doge coins five ripple xrp <laughs> Four more narrow coins, three Litecoins I'm mining, two Ether coins, and a Bitcoin worth a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if Bitcoin's yeah. worth a million bucks, those two Ether coins are probably worth a shitload too. Those are probably worth about fifty, sixty thousand dollars each. So Santa just dropped you about couple, almost a couple million dollars. Most of what was in there is not worth much. I was paying attention. The Bitcoin Cash, <laughs> there's eight of those. Okay, yeah. that's worth a little bit. And then there was like what five Monero. 
Yeah, uh, that was worth five something. Ripple XRP. That's worth like no, that's, that's worth like that's two dollars. But the two Ethereum and then the one Bitcoin. Like I'll take yeah. one Bitcoin over a huge yeah. sacks of the rest of those. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, there you go. That's what you get. You don't get any of that because it's just AI bullshit. You get nothing and like it. Uh, but you do get our thanks and appreciation for listening to the show. And we would thank and appreciate you more if you went and gave us a five-star review. Just when you think you can't handle any more appreciation, we're going to flood you with it. Here it comes gushing from the very core of our soul, from our hearts, from our minds, from our bowels. It's where it's coming from. It's coming from our bowels. Go give us a five-star review and uh, be clever. Be witty. We, we like all those things. We need more wit around here. We need less bowels. <laughs> more vowels. Less bowels. <laughs> and an owl. A-E-I-O-U. And sometimes, why? Why? Because you stay bad. Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.